When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. Let's go. go. Let's go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. First and goal. Stroud, he's got six. He's in for the touchdown. I'm the greatest. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He is so good and he he's so powerful to be around. With guest host Andrew Siciliano. Earlier on the show. Host of the Greenlight Podcast and two-time Super Bowl champion Chris Long. Coming up. Your phone call. Calls, latest news, and more. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano. Hope you had a good weekend, everybody. Thank you for being here. Hour number two of the program. I was taught years ago as a young radio host, never say what hour it is because A, no one cares, and B, when you say it's hour number two, you're almost kind of like shaming the listener or the viewer in this case. Hi, if you're watching on the Roku channel for not being here earlier. Like just just live in the present. They but regardless, for that, I'm going to say, oh, TJ, this is hour number two <laughs> of the program. My name is Andrew. I'm happy that you are here along with the aforementioned, the aforeheard TJ Jefferson, proud Cowboys fan, wearing an ODB as you can see Whoa, you know I like sweatshirt. Along with oh, Mike baby. Del Tufo. Instagram star. Oh, now he does it. Andrew. Now he's got, the, he's got like, the how about that cowboys. I wanted Brockman to be able to hear the show. Did you know? It's, all, it's fixed. I can hear now. Exactly. He Chris hear. Brockman on the left hey. that the Dallas Cowboys outgained the New York Giants quarterback by Tommy DeVito yesterday by 468 yards. <laughs> Ooh, it was baby. the biggest difference in oh, total baby. yardage in an NFL game in 44 years. TJ, small bone to pick with your team yesterday, right? <laughs> so I, I have the Dallas D in fantasy. Me too. Uh, come on now. We can't get a, a couple more turnovers. We can't get a pick six on Tommy DeVito. You're giving up a touchdown with two seconds left. Yeah. That knocks off four more points off your fantasy score. Hey, I had like, him too. Angry gambler. I had him too. I feel you. We only had, we only had five sacks. Oh, Andrew, like, you know we covered was, that minus 17. Come on, dog. I was expecting a pick six. <laughs> I mean, I Andrew, agree. what are we doing with right here? Did you on. see Tommy DeVito's old man yes. in the stands with the that's your bleep that's and your fourth, fourth and three, three play? By the way, you, you, it's hard to really say, great. like, somebody, when you see someone, you know they're from New York. But the second that man was shown on TV, I didn't realize it was dead. I just went, oh, that dude's from New York. And then it turned out it was Tommy DeVito. I you mean, know I grew up with it, his mother. It, it, yeah, did you know that, Andrew? She's from my hometown. Yes, I remember this. I didn't like people yesterday getting on Tommy about, like, like people that like never set foot on a football field, like oh he's getting his buck. Like all the Giants fans, I'm like you guys, you couldn't get on a field with these players, let alone do what this kid's doing. I'm happy for Tommy, but let, let's let's tell the truth. Tommy Tommy was a good college quarterback. Yeah, he was better at Illinois he, than his. He was previous better at Illinois. Like when he got on the but, field as as a freshman, a little bit 
late in the season, if I recall my my SU timeline correctly, he throws a nice deep ball like yeah. like oh okay this kid can play a little bit like you're excited then it never really came together. Garrett Schrader pushed him out and he went to Illinois and he finished his career there. And you know honestly it was. It was the defense that got all the attention last year in Champaign. It was all those guys who got drafted. You had the Brown brothers. You know, Chase was a pretty darn good running back at one point late in the season a year ago who's leading the country in rushing. But really, it was the defense that got the attention. No one looked at that Illinois team last year. I'm like, man, Tommy DeVito is going to be starting at 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 AT&T Stadium week 10. Tell you that. But I'm happy for Tommy, and I'm happy his family was there, and I'm with you, Del Tufo. Like, leave the kid alone. This team's awful. They're fighting on the sideline. I mean, it's they're bad. I mean, to quote Peter Griffin back in the day on Family Guy, they're circus ugly. I mean, it's they're not a good team, (laughs) right? And and Tommy DeVito's doing his best. I mean, look, they lost forty to nothing at home with Daniel Jones week one when they had six months to get ready. So they lose here with Tommy DeVito on the road against a Cowboys team that is winning by an average of 30 at home, and and they've won 12 in a row at home dating back to last year. Tommy DeVito was not going to win that game, but his dad's reaction on that fourth and three was because when it was 7 to nothing, they picked off Dak, Cordell flopped with the pick, and they get great field position, and they go for it on fourth down, and Saquon gets stuffed. Well, why don't you let Tommy DeVito throw? Saquon's your best football player. You put it in his hands, period. Well, the Cowboys also knew that, so they you know, they figured it out. It didn't work. Like, you had that fleeting moment. Well, oh, maybe they punch it in here. Maybe Tommy DeVito's going to make this a game. Maybe I'm not going to spend my entire afternoon watching Lions Chargers. No, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And I feel for Tommy. And I feel for Brian Dayball. Didn't mean to get off on a rant here about the Lions. I'm sorry, the Giants. However, Brian Dayball is a better coach than this, but from the outside, it looks like it's falling apart. Here's what happened in New York. They were clearly ahead of schedule on their rebuild. Joe Shane, the Giants GM, when he took over last year, kind of sort of said, guys, there's not a lot here. This may take a little bit. And then they made the playoffs, and then they won a playoff game. And then they had the contract issues with Saquon and Daniel Jones, and they did the right thing. They paid the quarterback. That's what you do. Well, now they're bad. And now, probably, if you're given... If you give them truth serum, Dayball and Joe Shane would say, we were a little ahead of schedule here. Uh, let's give us give us a little bit of grace here, will you? Because we gave you something last year that none of us expected. Let us get back there. But when you see Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard going out on the sideline a little bit, it's ugly. It's ugly. I digress. Also ugly, the early game in Frankfurt. Best part of that game yesterday was that roof that Rich was talking about, that canopy. Did you guys see it? That folds up and goes into the scoreboard. Coolest thing I've ever seen. Coolest thing I've ever seen. I was like, is this real? Okay, play along. For the radio audience, I'm now showing on TV a big uh, a piece of paper, eight and a half by 11, you know, standard paper. Okay, This is the canopy (laughs) over the stadium. Kind of open air, kind of like SoFi, but this covers the, the field. Right. It folds up like comes in from all sides like a curtain, zoop, and then it drops into the top of the scoreboard. It looks like something in a Star Wars or Star Trek, like you're pulling into the hangar and now the doors are closed. Like, it's unbelievable. sound effect. That was the coolest part of the game. I give Rich and Jason McCourty credit because 
Well, I give the Colts credit as well. Shane Steichen, five wins with that group. Good job, man. Good job. Without Juju Brents, without Grover Stewart. All right, good job. This team is finding a way with Gardner Minshew to win games. But the story here is the fact that Mac Jones looked awful. The Patriots were leaving their fans asking, why don't you have somebody back on punt return if you're trying to block it? Why aren't you maybe throwing a Hail Mary at the end of the first half? Why is Bill O'Brien losing his religion at Mac Jones on the (laughs) sideline after that interception in the red zone? Mac, why and how did you short arm a ball like that in the red zone? One of the worst picks you will see. Why is Bailey Zappi coming in for a two-minute drive and fake spiking his way to a game-ending pick? Why, why, why? Let's play Bill Belichick after the game and then Bill Belichick this morning. So what made Bailey Zappi the best option after that? Yeah, I just thought it was time for a change. So was any of that related to injury? Yeah, uh, look, I made the decision. That's what it was. And we'll deal with it next week, next week. Bill, do you still have faith in Mac Jones as your quarterback? I have faith in all our players. I have faith in all our players. I, I don't fault him for putting in Bailey's happy. Mac Jones was truly that bad. They were running the football well. Mac Jones was yeah, just Yeah, they were running not great. It was good. one of the worst throws on the goal line I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it was a... He short-armed it. I mean, it, I don't, also know, I don't know how away. else to say it. was say off his it. back foot. It was so weird. At one point, I think it was Bill Barnwell wondered if the linebacker had tipped it. Nope. It was just really poorly underthrown. And then Bailey Zappi seemingly after the game questioning anyone questioning him on the fake spike. It was just awkward. Now, the day began with Robert Kraft sitting down with Rich pregame for an interview on NFL Game Day kickoff on NFL Network, in which he said, I've never been 2-7. and seven. Eh, There was one other time. But now they're 2-8. and eight. I don't know that he said anything earth-shattering in that interview, but what he didn't say is, I have all the faith in Bill Belichick. We're going to get this turned around. The future is bright. He's our co-. He didn't say any of those things. He could have said that, um, he could have said them unprompted, He could have said, I am going on with Rich and I'm going to use this forum with everyone watching to make a statement of support for my head coach. He chose not to. You saw the long look on the face of Robert Kraft with his fantastic Costanza-esque puffy jacket in the cold German air. It was not a look of a happy man. For the second consecutive week now, the cameras catch the owner of the Patriots in the suite looking displeased. And he should be. So now they're on a bye. And now Belichick, to his credit, did his Monday morning presser back from Germany. Here's what he said. Who do you anticipate being your number one quarterback moving forward? Yeah, we just got back from Germany here. So, you know, we'll work through everything. There's, we'll look at everything all the way across the board, not specifically any one position, just, just try to look at everything, do the best we can here going forward. I don't think Bill Belichick is going to coach the Patriots next year. I, I don't think I'm saying anything earth-shattering here. I just don't know, 
after listening to Robert Kraft, after standing next to Robert Kraft at the league meetings, the owners' meetings this past March, February, whatever it was in Phoenix, hearing him say, this should be a playoff team. It was disappointing we were not a playoff team a year ago. It is disappointing that Mac Jones was put in the position he was put in last year with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinators to see him regress. I believe Mac is a good quarterback. He needs to be put in a better position to succeed. We need to get better players. We need to win more games. When pressed, is Bill Belichick going to be given the chance to break Don Shula's record as a Patriot? He said, we've never put individual records over winning here now in this case the individual record is about winning but he made a point of saying hey what other guys have been going for a record that's never been our motive here that's Mm -hmm. never been our priority it's all about winning football games he was given the chance to say bill's here as long as i'm here all those things and now it's a two and eight and now if the draft were tomorrow it isn't the patriots are picking third Oh, yeah, Marvin Harrison. Let's go. Okay. Come on, TJ. So right now, the draft order is Chicago at one, but that's actually Carolina's pick. So Chicago from Carolina at one. The Giants at two. The Patriots at three. The Cardinals at four. The Bears at five. So they're one and five right now. Five is their own pick. Then the Packers the Rams, the Titans, the Broncos. Now, they play tonight, but right now Denver is nine. And then the Atlanta Falcons, who just two weeks ago we were having a playoff conversation about, Mm. saying that all they need is a little bit of good quarterback play and they're winning the NFC South. They still could. They've lost three in a row now. I mean, that that statement is still valid, you know. No one's going to run away with that division. Matter of fact, I was doing the math today. There's, there's a chance that division is won yet again by a team with a losing record. I think the Saints will win it with like a 9-7 and seven record. Their schedule's not difficult at all. 9-8. and 9-8, eight. Eight, I'm sorry. My math is still in 16-game mode. But the Atlanta Falcons, if the season were to end right now, are picking 10th, believe it or not, after losing in Arizona yesterday. So back to the Patriots. If you are picking third, and let's say J.J. McCarthy is your pick. Let's say Marvin Harrison is your pick. Let's say it's Caleb Williams, number one. And maybe the Giants decide to stick with Daniel Jones. And and instead of taking Drake May, they take Marvin Harrison. I mean, this is all... Ooh, that's or they, I mean, they could take Olu Fashionu as well, the left tackle for Penn State. You never know what they could sure. do. Another offensive line injury yesterday. Joe Walt, Notre Dame. Anybody right. that, the anybody fact is that. the number two quarterback could very well be there for the Patriots, whether it's at three or at two or how, no matter how high they go. So let's say Drake May is going to be a Patriot. Do you believe, if you're Robert Kraft, that this is the foundation of with which you want to build upon, upon which you want to build at coach slash GM with a new quarterback for a new era. I think he's going to want to move on. I say that without any direct line to the crafts. I have not spoken to anyone of that building in a few months. It has been a while. I did not visit the Patriots in the preseason this year. No recent knowledge of their inner workings. But watching from afar, 
I just can't see it. I, I just can't. So then, how does it end? There that, are some. Well, there's a lot of theories out there. I mean, uh, Mike Florio threw out the Washington Commanders, and that would be a trade situation because remember Bill, which was very carefully leaked a couple weeks ago to Ian, signed an extension before the season. So they could trade a second-round pick to Washington. Dallas, if if the Cowboys lose uh, on wildcard weekend and Mike McCarthy gets bounced, I think all of that is in play. Ian had an, Ian followed up on that this weekend and said, if I recall correctly, it's only one extra year. So it's not this massive money, multi-year, Jimbo Fisher's deal is not there, okay? That's right. not what this is. We don't know. No one really knows the details of the deal. Was Because it- coaching contracts aren't they they don't have to file them to the league office it's not like a player contract so was belichick's deal up after this year and they gave him up through 24 or is it through an extra year so that he's not a lame duck now regardless it's a if you want to it's a tradable deal one would think totally dallas i threw out tampa two weeks ago that's good florio was writing about it last week i was just spitballing there's always one that comes from nowhere, right? We didn't see that one coming, right? Do you trade Bill Belichick and let him go elsewhere? They once acquired him via trade. Correct. Not unprecedented. Or does Bill just say, Sean you know, Payton was just traded. Get the trades happen for coaches now. For like then. a one and a two? Yeah. So here, look up the terms of the Sean Payton trade. Sean Payton traded... Broncos. All right. Meanwhile, the, terms the, of meanwhile the, deal. the Patriots just released Jack Jones. Did they? <laughs> that's, that's Belichick been, was asked about Jack Jones this nightmare. morning. He said, I want to get into guys' personal lives. Yeah. Um, all right. So the Saints uh, will send Sean Payton and a 2024 third round pick to the Broncos in exchange for a one and a two. So Sean Payton and a three for a one and a two. If that's the deal for Sean Payton, what's the deal can't believe I'm doing this, for Bill Belichick. If Sean Payton is coach and a three for a one and a two, if you're Robert Kraft, what do you want? I think you probably want a number one at least. Okay. And what? Call up the commanders. Hey, Josh Harris? Yeah, Bob Kraft. I want a one and Sam Howell. That's kind of spicy. I don't hate that. No, Josh <laughs> Harris would say Josh Harris would say no way. Sam Howell has been yeah, you know that's who, why you wouldn't hate Do you know who that? leads kinda, kinda the NFL? Ballin'. Do you know who leads the NFL in passing yards? Yeah, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Kind of balling. Played really well yesterday in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Touchdown to Deami Brown. They like, probably should have went for two to just try to win that game. Which is what they did not do in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago when they lost there in overtime. Now, if River I'm Josh Bull Harris, pontoon run. I don't do that deal if I'm Josh Harris. <laughs> I don't do that deal. I'd say I'll give you a one and anything else in our showroom. But a one in Sam Howell, no. Sam's the guy. They found their quarter. I think Sam's a guy. Sam's the guy. Sam can ball, man. He can ball. So what's the trade? Or do you just, I mean, you know, 
to, to quote uh, Maximus, just give me a soldier's death. You just say. Just let him go out on his own? Just say, it's been nice. We thank you. Here's a laurel and a hearty handshake. And here's the 20 mil for 2024. Here's whatever it is we owe you. Yeah. We thank you. There, there will be a statue. A, a, a statue. Yeah. There will be a wing here right. in this stadium with your name on it. Um, that Patriots Museum over there, you know, right down, right down the patio from the the Dunkin' Donuts. We we're gonna rename that like the Bill Belichick Patriots Hall of Fame. Like any and everything, you know, that TB12. There's there's a vacancy over there. Like the TB12 thing that's now closing down. We'll make it a Bill Belichick gift shop. Like we will do any and everything. Any and everything. We'll name it the Bill Belichick Marriott over there, like or Renaissance, whatever it is. Like we will rename everything here, but we're gonna move on. Oof. I think one of the two has to happen. That and then if one. that and then if that does happen, is it Gerard Mayo who's already there, who people have speculated? I think it is. Or do they make a trade for Mike Vrabel or something of that nature? That's been a name that's been thrown out there because this season I think they would in Tennessee love Mike is going bad. Yeah. So after the buy, you know what the you know what this well, who the Patriots play after the buy? Yeah, they play the Giants. Right. That's basically for the number two pick. What do you think? So if, if we can talk uh, college football, I mean they're not winning. The only game that they could possibly win this the rest of this season is against the Giants. They're not beating the Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos, no Bills, way. or Jets in Week 18. It's a brutal schedule. Brutal. Oh so Iowa beat Rutgers on Saturday, 22 to nothing. The over/under on that game was 28. 28. Mm-hmm. It was the lowest over/under in like 30 years in college football. What do you think that number would be for Giants Patriots if it's Tommy DeVito? And Bailey Zappi in two weeks. I'll say 31. And it might close under 30. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's bleak. It's bleak. It is bleak yeah. out there. This is what we get for six titles, TJ. This is what you get. The bill. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't I told you this years ago because I've bad. been like yeah you're you're going to pay for this in the long run but you're going to have the most wonderful memories like i'm still living off of three things sure. that happened in the early 90s absolutely so, you know. yep. sir your bill is due <laughs> as rich says welcome to the rest of yes the welcome to the rest of the world coming up next all the teams that would have won this weekend if they had josh dobbs <laughs> on the rich eisen show Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Rich Eisen Show, everybody. Sorry. I had a donut. <laughs> did you bring those donuts today? I did. Nice. Well, Andrew's been listening to the show, yeah, and he, he shames like, him for not bringing us anything. I, I, hey, when Rich did his London, <laughs> when Rich did his London residency and I was here, mm-hmm. I brought in donuts on the last you day. Oh, this is the end to his German residency, and, you and I'm doing the same. Where's the strudel? <laughs> this this strudel. When Susie wasn't here, I, I was not doing these shows midweek last week. I heard you guys had fun with magazine covers. We did. Oh, we yeah. guys uh, off of Jason Kelsey. Uh, Ah, yes. Sexiest yes. man, finalist. So we're living our best life. Somebody needs magazine covers. Somebody had the Cincinnati picture of the two Kelsey brothers yesterday. Oh, I know. One of these, <laughs> one of these guys is yeah. the sexiest man alive. The other one's dating Taylor yeah. Swift. Rich with the banana costume. There is, remember, there is always money in the banana I stand. I am on a heater right yes. now. So that Forbes Look cover at that, is an action actual. hero. Man of the year. I mean, oh, yeah. a very serious Instagram-worthy stare off camera. It makes sense. And yes. my sneakers are always dope. So. And speaking of Instagram, <laughs> look at that on Yachting World. The only problem with this is he's never going to retire. No, That's I it. Know. Well, yeah. and, Andrew, Andrew, come on, man. We can't leave you hanging here. Yeah, come on, bro. We got oh, your yeah. magazine yeah, cover. I knew this was Where did you get that picture from? What is that picture? Hey, read your read your uh, blurb there. Read the blurb. Um, I have trouble actually. Renowned adventure. Renowned adventure. Andrew Siciliano's harrowing tale of survival deep in the Cambodian jungle. That's well done. You guys got to send that to me. So to our radio folks, we have Andrew on the National Geographic cover. Love it. It's actually one of my favorite magazines as a kid. Oh, same. The Rich Eisen oh, Show, yeah, everybody. Not, Hi. Now we're uh, I'm Andrew. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Granger, is that what you said, Hoskins? Okay, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. <laughs> that was <So>. amazing. <laughs> what? Just your, your cover. <laughs> <laughs> the cover was good. So, I. Uh, I was going through Josh Dobbs's page on um, his Instagram. On, no, not on not on the IG. Although he's really good at the TikTok. I was going through his transaction page on Pro Football Reference. Okay. Josh Dobbs, for those who don't know, was a fourth round pick in 2017 out of Tennessee. Played quarterback in the SEC at Tennessee. Went fourth round to the Steelers. That's when Ben was still there. Mm-hmm. It was the end of Charlie Batch's career. So he was kind of going to be the number two. Then he was the number three. And then 
you know, a lot of roster shuffling over the years. Josh Dobbs, when you first go to Pro Football Reference and it lists five or six different transactions, and then it says click for more, it says click for 51 other transactions. <laughs> True story. What? Click for 51 other transactions. Oh, now, this. most of those transactions are on and off of a game day roster. Right. In other words, okay. active, deactive, active, deactive. But if you go back to September 10th of 2017, which is week one of his rookie season, it goes like this. September 10, 2017, deactivated. September 13, activated. September 17, deactivated. 20th, activated. So on and so forth. There's like 25 of those until two years later you get traded to Jacksonville Jaguars. And then the same thing, active, inactive, active, inactive, active, inactive, active, inactive. Hmm. September 5th, 2020, the beginning of that season, waived. September 23rd, Activated by the Steelers. He's back in Pittsburgh. Active, inactive, active, inactive. So on and so forth. Eventually, waived. April 14th, 2022. Signed by the Cleveland Browns. November 28th, waived by the Cleveland Browns. December 5th, signed by the Lions to the practice squad. Elevated by the Lions. Then back to the practice squad. Then, December 21, signed by the Titans. Then back to the Browns in March, traded by the Browns in August, traded by the Cardinals in October, (laughs) then to the Vikings. (laughs) Crazy. I mean, it's bonkers. But of the teams that he can say were his former teams, let's go down the list. Would the Pittsburgh Steelers, who won yesterday to get to six and three, but for the ninth time this year were outgained. I mean, that is hard to do. And for the second consecutive game, the Steelers won when their defense picked off the opposing quarterback in the end zone in the final 10 seconds. (laughs) Hey, either of those quarterbacks, Will Levis or yesterday Jordan Love, throws a touchdown, they lose. They picked him off twice. Would the Steelers have looked better yesterday with Josh Dobbs? Anybody? Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Yep. I think so, too. Kenny Pickett has six touchdowns on the season. They have six wins. Andrew, how can so many teams be wrong? This guy can obviously play this position. It Mm. is the toughest position in sports. How can so many teams consistently get it wrong with this guy? He is on his sixth team in 11 months, if you include the Browns twice. Sixth team in 11 months he has 11 touchdowns this year five picks passer rating 85 but can also run use his legs obviously a very intelligent person the smartest quarterback in the league i don't what gives a lot of teams have given up on him because he's never been viewed as the starter he's viewed as a replaceable Backup. The Browns were ready to have him as their number two. They they really loved him last year. So the story is Deshaun Watson was going to be suspended for the first 11 games. They had Josh Dobbs there in the building knowing Watson's going to get suspended. We don't know how long, but Jacoby Brissett's going to start while Deshaun's out and this guy's the number two. Well, when Watson comes back, they said, thanks for being here. We love you, but we're going. 
we're, we're moving on. He went to the Lions, lasted a couple of weeks on the practice squad. Lions wanted the veteran backup. Titans decided Malik Willis is so bad, we've got to win the division. We're going to sign a guy off the Lions practice squad and start him in a week. And he almost won. Almost got him in the playoffs. So then he went back to the Browns because the Browns are like, well, Jake's not here and Deshaun's the, the guy. We want him as the backup. But then Dorian Thompson Robinson looked so good in the preseason, they were going to keep three. Then the Cardinals called up and they said, Colt McCoy is really not cutting it. Mm. Right? And Kyler's not ready. And Clayton Toon, not ready. We'll give you a five. Because the OC there in Arizona was the quarterback coach last year in Cleveland, Drew Petzing. So I said, we'll give you a five. Browns had no intention of trading him. Browns went, a five? <laughs> Here he is. Take him. DTR, you're number two. Oof, didn't go well. Didn't go well. One game. You know, crazy circumstances that week. Yep. about which there might be a 30 for 31 day, but he wasn't ready. Then PJ Walker struggling, but gutting it out and everyone's seeing Josh Dobbs. And you're like, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't have traded him. Then Arizona went, eh, Kyler's back next week. You could have him. But look at the Jets. Are you telling me the Jets wouldn't have won that game last night with Josh Dobbs? They would have won it. Would the Falcons have beaten Josh Dobbs' old team last night if they had him? Maybe. I think they have a pretty good shot. Pretty good shot. I think the Browns would have beaten the Seahawks with Josh Dobbs. I think they should have beaten him with P.J. Walker, but that's neither here nor there. They won yesterday with Deshaun Watson. When for the first time since they got Deshaun Watson, he looked like the guy that was lighting it up in Houston. He went 14 of 14 in the second half. He used his legs, even with a bad ankle that needed an MRI today. All right, he left the game in a walking boot. But he was the guy. Everybody missed on Josh Dobbs. Everybody. Everybody. Now, am I convinced he can maintain this level of play the rest of the season? I don't know. I don't want to be the guy that says he's on his sixth team in 11 months. Not everybody was wrong, right? Sure. Maybe there is a ceiling here, but what? I, I, I'm not going to ruin it. It is so much fun to watch. So much fun. So much fun. And guess who's coming back soon? The best receiver in football. They are undefeated <laughs> without Justin Jefferson. Here's Josh Dobbs. I think I did like on Friday, leaving the facility I'm um, just like I just moved out of the hotel, so we're making strides off the field. Uh, but I did, I did pinch myself. It's been really cool just being able to take it all in. The fans, the support has been absolutely tremendous, you know, around the city. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I'm taking it in stride. Um, what I like to say is I'm exactly where my feet are. You know, I'm not thinking too far ahead. I'm not thinking in the past, man. I'm right here. I'm taking it all in, I'm taking it one game at a time, one practice at a time, one meeting at a time, one day at a time, because. Uh, this is a lot of fun. You know, this is this is definitely a lot of fun. I'm enjoying every single second of it. What a fantastic jacket, by the way. Is that styling? Is that a jacket or is that a shirt <laughs> that doubles as a jacket? Because those are in. What do we call those? A shacket. A shacket. <laughs> right. Shacking a fool. <laughs> like that's a good looking garment regardless. He's a stylish young man. 
look, Josh Dobbs is a great story, and Justin Jefferson um, was not going to play. It was not a surprise when he wasn't active yesterday. Kevin O'Connell said it was highly unlikely during the week. But maybe this week. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. Wow. Bless Sorry about that. Woof. Uh, I apologize. Can we cut that out? Sure. Okay, was that live? <laughs> anyway, I digress. If you go through the playoff standings and you look at the teams that are fighting for a playoff spot right now, you can make the argument that they're all in a better position with Josh Dobbs. We have the NFC up right now. Okay. Uh, the Falcons are in a better position with Josh Dobbs. I don't know about the Bucks. Baker has, has certainly played well, right? But in the NFC, in the AFC, the Jets are one of those teams. I think the Colts are one of those teams, certainly here. The Denver Broncos not pictured necessarily are one of those teams. The Raiders, maybe. I mean, they're five and five. Aiden O'Connell has won his last two. The kid made some throws yesterday, but he's the story of the NFL right now, period. And uh, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for that story because I want to see Josh Dobbs get in a playoff game. Yeah, me too. I mean, they have a game and a half lead on Tampa right now for the seventh spot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're Firmly in the mix. Remember a month ago when we said the Vikings need to tear it down? They're putting Justin Jefferson on IR. Trade Kirk Trade Cousins, Cousins for whatever you can get. Yep. Crazy. Crazy how everything turns around. And listen, I am not an NFL pitch man, although sometimes it is in my job description. But yesterday was another example, and the Sunday before that, another example of why the NFL is 49 of the top 50 programs on television this year. Because you sat there. What's the I one? sat there from 6.30 Pacific until 8 p.m. <laughs> at night, 14 hours. And I was entertained. Yep. Now, I worked for a lot of those morning hours, but my point is there was a game on and I was going to watch it. And, okay, I I know the game in Frankfurt wasn't the best game. But the storylines, the reason you're there, to see what's going on with the Patriots, to see the looks on the faces of Robert Kraft, it is the best reality show on television. And it never ceases to disappoint. Now, if you're a Jets fan, I know you're disappointed. But it was great theater. It's always Great theater. You did not expect the Texans to beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. You did not expect the Browns to rally from down 15 in the fourth quarter when Deshaun Watson looked awful in the first half. Definitely not. To beat the best team in football, by my estimation, coming into the day in their own building. And not just beat them, like stun them at the end of that game. Dan Campbell going for it on fourth and two. Dan Campbell going for it on fourth and five. Jared Goff throwing darts all over the yard with the Lions fans. Look how well they're traveling, making all that noise at SoFi. Herbert was amazing yesterday. Amazing. Sam Howell throwing laser beams all over the yard. And then Seattle seemingly giving the commanders the victory. Until DK Metcalf broke a tackle, didn't get a personal foul on that play somehow. I'm joking. I'm, you know, you can call one DK seemingly on every play. I kid. But setting up the Jason Myers game-winning field goal. 
any and everywhere you turned yesterday, even Jameis Winston in that Vikings game, yep. having a shot at the end. Jameis, Chris Olave's toe tap. Mm. Dalton Reisner's karate kick to nowhere. Do you guys see that? No. Dalton Reisner, the, the Vikings right guard, like at the end of a play, just did like some crazy karate kick over a pile. Didn't hit anybody. I don't know if it was like one of those like almost like spastic Chris Farley celebrations or something. But it was out there. Anyway, I digress. Hey, Mike Golick Jr. coming up in about 20 minutes. In the meantime, what we saw from Kyler yesterday and what it means for the Cardinals moving forward. You're listening to a Monday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. And we're back on the Rich Eisen Show coming up in about 20 minutes. Mike Golick Jr. will be here. I've not seen him in a couple of weeks. Ran into him at SoFi, but we haven't hung or talked in a while, so that'll be good. Anyone see what Kyler Murray did yesterday? I went on... He's doing Kyler Murray things. Kyler Murray things. Uh, the pregame show I do on the NFL channel, which is... You know, like on the Roku channel here and all the other fast platforms, FAST, free advertising supported television. It's on the NFL's YouTube page. It's on the front of NFL.com. It's yours truly, Cynthia Freeland, Steve Weich. Uh, Ian did the news yesterday. Michael F. Florio from NFL Fantasy Live did the fantasy yesterday. We have a lot of fun. My Sunday statement, if you will, kind of like a bold prediction where you look at the camera and you say something bold, clippable make a prediction. I said, Kyler Murray is going to run all over the Atlanta Falcons. And he's going to whoop them. Now, he didn't whoop them. They, they needed a late field goal. But they won. And Kyler, on one third down scramble in the fourth quarter to set up the game-winning touchdown, ran, if you believe, the next-gen stats GPS info, 75 yards. That play was ridiculous. As a tiny dancer running around in circles. Del Tufo's about to sneeze. Nope. Okay. One week after Miles Garrett seemingly didn't recognize him walking off the field in Cleveland, and NFL Films cameras caught Miles walking past him, kind of like he was a little kid sticking his hand out from the Cardinals like the ball boy wanting to shake hands. And then, oh, my God, oh, oh, dude, I'm so, so sorry, and gave him a hug and realized, hey, this is a very expensive franchise quarterback whom I should hug. He looked like himself. Kyler Murray did. Here's what he said. Uh, you played in big games throughout your career. Was the buildup for this, the anticipation last night, this morning, similar to any of those big games in the Um, You know, throughout the week, I tried to just stay calm, cool, you know, collected. As it got closer today, you know, um, Wake up early, go home, have a lot of time at the house before, you know, driving to the stadium that, you know, that your chest starts to build up and like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to calm it down because, you know, obviously we got to play a game, can't be too amped up, uh, but it was kind of inevitable. 
Um, but I thought I did good job. I thought I did a good job of you know not really letting the emotions and everything get to me uh, throughout this week. Obviously, it being a big week, but at the end of the day, man, just trying to come out here and get a win. That's, that's that was the mindset. And Kyler did all this in his first game back in a year from a torn ACL. The same week the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three came out. Stop. Not a coincidence. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. No. In, in all seriousness, because of the you must study and the fear that he's playing video games, all that stuff with the contract last year, there were people legitimately online wondering aloud if this was the week they should bring him back because there was such a big Call of Duty release. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> and because he spends so much time playing Call of Duty, allegedly, reportedly, seemingly, Maybe that was the old Kyler. But there are people, and I'm not kidding, in the gaming world, the video gaming world, that track his performance in relation <laughs> to Call of Duty events. I'm not kidding. And there are people that firmly believe he performs worse on weeks in which there were Call of Duty events. You never heard this, Del Tufo? No. True yeah. story. Oh, yeah. Regardless, he was great. He was, I mean, look, was he perfect? No. Did he win? Yes. Was it predictable? Absolutely. As is now the Cardinals dilemma. You want to win games, right? That's why we're doing right? it. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Yep. Kyler Murray is going to win some games for you. Sure I don't is. think you're going to run the table. Yeah, stranger things have happened. You're in Houston next week. How much more exciting is that game? Kyler Murray and C.J. Stroud. Yeah, yeah. yeah, buddy. Sign me up for that. Yeah, that's real fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. One o'clock. CBS. Good. Then it's the Rams. Then at Pittsburgh. Then a bye to rest that knee. Anyway. They could win the next three, and suddenly it's like, hey, I'm out there, Kyler Murray. It's a tough December, though, where you have... It's a long December. It's a, Thank you. Yeah. You going to sing it? <laughs> I can. Okay. Did some karaoke Saturday okay. night. Did you? What'd you sing? Lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the wife's out of town, he took the little guy to karaoke? No, 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 no. Friend's uh, wife's birthday party. Ah, karaoke. Okay. Got the sitter. That would have been great, though, if you took Cage to karaoke. <laughs> he would just want to sing the Paw Patrol theme song. So. Over and over again. That's where we're at right now. Paw Patrol. <laughs> They'll be there on the double. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what that Brockman, Thursday night, single dad this week. Last week, we're on the phone. He's like, I got two TVs set up here, buddy. I'm like, yeah, what do you got? He goes, I got this bad TNF game on one screen. It got Paw Patrol on the other. <laughs> That's the life Come right there. Father of the year. <laughs> exactly. That's like, what are you making for dinner? So I explained what I was making for dinner. He's like... Chicken strips and tater tots over here. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the life right there, kid. <laughs> he has no idea how good he has it. No idea. By the way, Andrew, not to interrupt this, but we, you know, we were talking about Kyler, and you know, when I gave my fantasy advice last week, I knew, I saw, I envisioned, I felt in my heart and soul mm. that an Arizona pass catcher was going to have a huge day. That's why I picked Hollywood Brown for my hymn of the week. I just didn't realize it was going to be Trey McBride who was going to be right. the Arizona pass catcher. Who Trey McBride. A huge week. I, but I knew it was going to be somebody on that team. I just didn't think it was going to be the tight end. That's Colorado sure. State's Trey McBride at his second year, former Mackey Award winner, with the first 100-yard day for a Cardinal tight end since 1989. How is that possible? How is that possible? No Cardinal tight end 
Did you say it that way? Because that's a Taylor Swift album. I did not even think of that. (laughs) I did not. I thought you did. I did not. You know he's off that. 1989. Think of that. That's absurd. That's absurd. It was the first, it was the most yards for a Cardinal tight end. It wasn't that many. It was 131. It's a nice day. Since Jackie Smith in 71. But I digress. Let's get back to the Cardinals here. Arizona is in prime draft position as it sits. Currently, Arizona is picking fourth. For the Cardinal fans, for maybe even the Cardinal organization that had dreams of Caleb Murray, or I'm sorry, not Caleb Williams or Drake May, a quarterback at the top of the draft. Are you okay with falling to like 10th in the draft? A couple of months ago, there were people that thought they might pick one and two or two and three or one and four. Because remember, you got the Texans pick. The Texans are going to make the playoffs, everybody. So that pick is going to be 15 best case scenario. Best case. If Kyler wins you a bunch of games here, you're locked into Kyler. And there's a good chance you're not even in the top 10. Are you comfortable with that? Are you? I mean, kind of have to be. You kind of have to be. There are worse positions to be in, but that's what it looks like is going to happen. And that's not what most expected a few months ago, even a few weeks ago. Kyler is back, and you're on the hook for that money. Now, there's an in-between. What if he only plays kind of, sort of okay? What well, if they lose go. more games than they win? What if they do finish in the top 10 and they're only like 4-13 and 13 or 5-12? and 12? Can you trade them? Hmm. My point is, it's going to be a fascinating final two months in Arizona. And a couple of weeks ago... They were kind of boring. You know, Andrew, Chris, and Mike, right now, as it stands, the Cardinals have the number four pick, according to our yes. one of our favorite sites, Chris Tankathon. Yeah, no, and Brock by Bowers. what they have yeah. is Brock Bowers. So that touchdown, that 100-yard mm-hmm. thing with the tight end, that's probably going to continue. But if the they future. win some games, now yeah. suddenly you're in that, that 10 yeah. to teens range. And there's some really good players there, Malik Neighbors. From LSU, uh, Roma Dunzier from Washington. Who was ridiculous like, on ridiculous Saturday. Saturday. You know, offensive linemen are be there. You know, J.C. Latham from Alabama. There's a lot of players who Chuck will help Robinson that team. This State. looks like it will be a pretty good first round. So you're still getting a starter. Yeah. If oh, you're you're getting Kyler. Some look. This draft, and it's very early. It's very early, you, but you this draft You can argue that awesome. this draft has multiple top-level quarterbacks. Yep. This draft has multiple plug-and-play day-one starters on the offensive line. Absolutely. Remember, the, the Cardinals went with Paris Johnson last year. God forbid you you pick seventh or eighth and you take a day-one plug-and-play bookend and you have your two tackles now for the next decade. Mm-hmm. You got to protect whomever is throwing the football. Look, there are worse positions to be in. But everyone wants to focus on what are the Bears going to do with Justin Fields if they're at the top of the draft? Well, what are the Cardinals going to do with Kyler Murray if they're kind of stuck in the middle here? Roll with Kyler that. Murray's played a lot better football than Justin Fields. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's got the second contract already. 
What do you do? Mike Olick Jr. points a football at you coming up next.